0: Good morning, York Alliance. It is Tuesday, September 5th. This is Pastor Asa coming at you this week. Uh, Pastor Brian has graciously given me the go-ahead to work on the podcasts from this past Sunday's sermon. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, So the passage we were in, as we are continuing in the book of Acts, is Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. It's the account of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And uh, there's three different details that I wasn't really able to dive into at all for uh, Family Worship Sunday that I wanted to touch on over these next couple of days. Uh, so the first one for today is going to be right in the very first verse, in verse 26, where uh, the Philip is told by an angel to go down on this road from Jerusalem to Gaza. Uh, and it makes a special note that it's a desert place. And, of course, we read in verse 27, the very first words, Philip went ahead and did it. He got, he arose and he went. And what I want to talk about are the desert places and just some of the ideas that are behind those desert places, what we think of them, what we think of ourselves, what we think of God. Uh, for context, uh, Philip was part of the church that was scattered as the persecution started with uh, the stoning of Stephen and Saul ravaging the church he along with practically everyone other than the apostles uh, were scattered to escape the persecution so Philip found himself north, uh, just directly north of Jerusalem in the region of Samaria and revival broke out. Awesome things happened Uh, that was the sermon from Couple of weeks ago, uh, it'd be a good idea to go catch up on that if you have not. It's a great sermon uh, from Pastor Brian, and uh, what it happened is again revival. It was, and Peter and John, like the celebrities, if you will, not celebrities, but you know they were the well, they were the apostles, well known, and they came up and they uh, kind of confirmed everything that was happening, and kind of this unique situation where they laid hands on the the believers there, and the Holy Spirit, um, they prayed for them rather, and the Holy Spirit came in a kind of a unique way on, on those new Samaritan believers. And so really good things happening. We have a good flow, some good momentum. And now if I asked any of you, would you want to be involved in something awesome for the kingdom of God? And I think any of you would say, well, of course, why would I not? Uh, that that seems to be what any of us would want to be a part of, and then uh, such an odd thing. I can't even imagine being in Philip's shoes. You know, you're planning out the services, you're planning out discipleship pathways. Or I'm just goofing, but you know, you're planning things out. You're kind of dreaming on what this thing could look like in Samaria. I mean, really, just getting used to the fact that there that there are Samaritan believers. I think is was a major hump for some to get over. Uh, and all of a sudden the angel says, hey, awesome, I'm going to actually have you leave. Like, wait, what? Leave? Like, why would I leave? Good things are happening. And, then, oh, by the way, where you're going to be going is on the road from Jerusalem to Gaza. So one of the most direct ways of doing that is going, presumably, not too far outside of Jerusalem. Now, you got to remember, Philip is is not just you know, one of the several thousand of the new believers. He was a a known and recognized uh, leader in in a deacon capacity, a servant-type capacity. And Stephen already, you know, one of his comrades, uh, Stephen already took heat for it and lost his life. And now, wait, now you want me to leave a revival, leave all this momentum head south right past the spot that i just ran from what and you want me to go on a desert road like what that does not make any sense so in just getting in the mind of philip like how would you feel if you were philip you know all kinds of little things run through my mind you know lord i'm doing something great why why would you want me to stop doing this great thing serving you here bearing fruit to go to the middle of nowhere like i in some sense, if I wrap up so much of my identity in what I do for God, that could that could be a very tough pill to swallow. Like, God, that seems beneath me. Or maybe you should let someone else who's new to evangelism. I'm Philip the Evangelist, you know? Um, I, I'm starting to have a, a, a reputation for being this bold evangelist and all, all this. And it makes me think of how many times do I, do we... Engage in following God in a number of ways, and we and it's, it is true; it's great, it's awesome. You know, even Jesus said, "Hey, the, my food is is to do the will of Him who sent me." Right, so there is definitely joy and uh, satisfaction in following God and doing the things that He's asking you to do. But I know for my own self, I can take so much pride, or I find so much of my identity in what I am doing that I, I I tend to um shy away in fear of being found uh, in a spot that is not doing something so cool or so sparkly or so whatever fill in the adjective you know as if, if i'm not as active as i was if i'm not doing that great thing for god that i must be a nobody and god's love for me will wane and i think ultimately fear and control and pride kind of all mix in there And I would say, there's no way. Why would I go to the desert? That doesn't make sense. That will be a shot to my value and my worth in the sight of others, in the sight of God, in the sight of myself, even. Uh, And I'm thinking about also just the the general logistical fear. Like I don't want to, you know, I want to I want to be alive so that I can continue to preach the gospel. You know, like what David says, will they praise you in Sheol? Like, if I'm dead, I can't do this. And I'm not saying Philip thought that. Uh, but I'm saying if my kind of personality would be kind of swapped with Philip's and I would be in his shoes, those kinds of things might be running through my mind. And and then even when he's going to do this, you know, he goes to obey, and then it's what it could be 30-ish miles, depending on where he was in Samaria down towards Jerusalem and then to get on the road from Jerusalem to Gaza I mean you're looking at another I mean I kind of quickly looked at the map it's like southwest of Jerusalem and you're looking at another 40-ish miles perhaps it could be more or less Uh, I just kind of again quickly looked at the map and estimated but we don't know at what point it was that Philip uh, encountered the eunuch but I mean you figure 15 to 20 minutes per mile times you know he could have been walking for 70 miles or or not too far from that you know between 40 50 60 miles and so this could have been a multi-day journey of him walking saying all right lord this person this like why in the world do you have me on this desert road Uh, so there could have been frustration with god there could have been any any number of things so what I'm trying to get down to is maybe you're on a desert road. Maybe you feel the frustration of that. They're like Lord, maybe at one point you did something that seemed or felt more significant for the kingdom of God. And now you're not, and you feel frustrated. You feel upset. You feel like maybe you're not as valuable. You feel like you don't fit in to the, you know, the larger York Alliance thing that's, that is active in the world. Uh, or maybe you're judging, just judging yourself harshly for that. Or maybe you're judging, some, looking down on someone else for, oh, well, they're just doing X, Y, and Z. Well, look at what I'm doing. And we start to think that we have more brownie points with God than our brother or sister does for whatever they're doing. And I want to encourage you to embrace the desert spot, to embrace the desert road, uh, not only because God could could and more than likely is using you to impact even just that one person on that road, but I would also venture to guess that he's also working on you and your heart, me and my heart I know a lot of my own personal growth has come in these times that have felt like absolute deserts um, even oddly enough, even transplanting from our contacts in New Jersey to York, now York is not a small place by any means and there's lots of great things going on at York itself so it wasn't a desert place in it's like physical nature but it felt like that because I went from a spot of being proficient at my job and had lots of connections and so forth to being the new guy in town and not really knowing which way is up and feeling like oh man some of my worth is being reduced because I'm not able to do what I was able to do in New Jersey A few months ago and it realized wow like I'm really it exposed something in my heart so the desert will absolutely expose things in your heart so I would encourage you to sit with that desert place and consider what it is God is going to do through you and that what God is going to do in you uh, while you are in the desert so I hope that encourages you if you find yourself there I hope that Uh, You find courage in the Lord to keep your eyes just on him, following wherever he calls you, uh, no matter what that looks like. Um, may May your fruit be based upon the root of Jesus and his first love for you, and not the way that you and I assess the environment or the circumstances. Let Jesus be the one who leads us on, not our own hearts. That can be so wayward. That is my prayer for you. You can pray for me in that same regard. All right, I will catch you tomorrow with the next little uh, detail from Acts chapter 8. Grace and peace through our Lord Jesus Christ to you.